Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Chris Russell and Pete Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Final hour of the Wednesday show, 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us at Pete Medhurst, at WrestleMania621 on Twitter. Feel free to drop it there if you have to. Look, there's no doubt Pat Shermer's not a sexy name, okay? But it's a guy that's had some success in the league. Charles London is perhaps a fresh face and a fresh approach that seems to be coming from a system that is aligned with where Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew state that they would like to be as an organization. So it, do you go with the, the fresh guy that's not called plays, but it's got plenty of positional experience, coaching quarterbacks, coaching running backs, or do you go with the known commodity, the safe hire, and, and that happens a lot in this league. I mean, Daryl Bevel is kind of that guy. I mean, look at the I mean the, the Green Bay, the Minnesota. I mean, the, all the different places he's been through the years because that's the, that's the way the league, quote, has always hired. We hired the safe guy, the guy that is least likely to get me fired soon as a head coach. That's the guy that I want to hire. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. With the weapons that are here, to me, to me, the, the offensive coordinator merely has to be confident but have a feel for play calling. Now, we don't know if Charles London has a feel for play calling because he's not had that responsibility, uh, particularly at the National Football League level. Yeah, maybe down in Dunwoody, Georgia, maybe, maybe he did it there at the high school, but um, not, at, not at the pro level. So do you take that risk, Chris, is ultimately the question. On a, on a coordinator like that, Zampezi's called plays. Certainly knows the personnel. Now, the the thing there is, it's it's kind of the Tommy Shepard following Ernie Grunfeld type scenario there. Would Ken Zampezi call the same stuff that Scott Turner was because it's, quote, the similar offense? Or would Zampezi dress it up a little differently? We don't know. We ultimately don't know the answer to that question, but that's the fear. That's the fear that if you promote that guy, he gives you more of what Scott Turner gave you because that that's the offense. Right, but was he a Scott Turner hire or was he a Ron Rivera hire? I, I mean, think it was a Ron Rivera hire. Okay, I mean, so... Meaning more philosophically aligned with the guy that right, but here's is, my, okay. is here and in charge and maybe up hired a, you're you. You're bringing up a fascinating point then about the coaching profession. We are looking around the room at each other in offensive meetings every week going, oh, we, we've won seven games. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we won seven games. Late in the season, guess where we're at again? Oh, we've won seven, seven games. games. At some point, is there no autonomy in the room where a coach can say, Scott, look, man, we had – because they break down all this analytical BS everywhere. 
here's a chunk of what was really working for us, okay, and then you got away from it. Here's a way that I think, I mean, because Ken's coaching the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. okay? So their lack, of in, their lack of consistency is an indictment on either Turner calling plays they can't run or on Zampezi being unable to get them to play better at their position. Or on the quarterbacks. Well, or or on the quarterbacks themselves, yes. Yes. But I'm I'm just saying, what happens when the defensive line doesn't like the coach? They got that guy fired, right? Yeah. Okay. What happened to the defensive line yeah. this year? They they stepped forward in terms of production, correct? You're absolutely right. All right. I mean, can't, undeniable. Okay. No doubt. Uh, the Chargers just blew out the offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach. Why didn't Ron blow out Ken Zampezi with Scott Turner? Was it Scott just being so hard-headed that I don't care what you guys tell me, I'm doing it my way because I'm Scott freaking Turner, son of Norv. I'm an offensive genius. Pete, we don't – I mean, it's a great question. We don't know the answer, and we'll never know. Because to me, that we'll matters know. here. Yeah. That matters for all the people, and there's a faction of people that want them to maintain right. continuity with yes. Ken – because he already's worked a year with Sam. Yes. But as I brought out to you, Justin Herbert changed uh, philosophies and coaches. He threw for 5,000 yards. Correct. Trevor Lawrence went from the debacle to Doug Peterson. They're in the playoffs. Now, Sam, but as I pointed out to you last week, Sam Howell went from what? An RPO, deep ball heavy offense, Mac Brown, to the what would you call Scott Turner's system? That's a great question. I, I mean, don't. It, I mean, there. I think there's elements of of everything, right? I, I mean, I don't think. I I would say it's would more of a it, hybrid scheme, right? I would call it a pro system. Okay. Now to, if somebody is brought here from the outside, now to presumably that, but unless uh, unless they're moving to someone that has John Gruden like, you know, language where it takes a half hour to call out a play mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're at 10 on the play clock getting out of the huddle because the quarterback can't right. get all of the vernacular in there. Okay, well, that's that's a better question then, or just a, a different question. If you're Ron, would, whoever you hire, would you allow them to bring in their own terminology and vernacular so that everyone in the building has to learn it? Or would you say, no, 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 no. We're going to keep no, what but, we like out of Scott right. Turner's scheme and terminology and but, what our players already know, I've told and we're going to make the coach learn that. Go back to what Danny Cannell told us at Radio Row at Army Navy Day. Okay, John Gruden in the meeting room at the Combine asked him to spit out this play, right. and it took forever. Okay, And at Florida State, it was just like, oh, we're going with... Uh, L36. L36. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, okay, so... You know, some coaches complicate this, but what did I tell you last week? We're still asking X receiver, Y receiver, Z receiver to run a post, an out, you know, a cross. I mean, there's only so many way you so many ways you can right. deploy your wide receivers. We're all running the same routes. Right, but the we're all lang- running but similar the, concepts. But the language, as we know, can be very, very, very different. Even in the same language, meaning in the Spanish language, sure. there's like ten different dialects. I, I believe me, I my my daughter 
and I drive down the road every day, and she teaches me Spanish just because, you know, in addition to being in Spanish, too, as a ninth grader, she she's on Duolingo, right. like, every minute of every day. Right. And and how many different dialects are there, there within are the Spanish language? Okay. So, so, but, so that's but my point. Is, in the, yes, your in the point interview is, process, in the interview process, right. I'm sure Ron and Martin are asking these, you know, hey, what yeah. does what does a play call look like in your sure, offense? As the, as well they should. Also, what what happens if we want to run the scheme that we've been running here? We want to make it better. Mm-hmm. Not your scheme. We want to run our scheme, but make it better. Sure. And and I think I again a good offensive coordinator. I believe is a, is adaptable and able to do that a little bit. The other complicating factor, just real quick, what happens if because they haven't fired any other coaches yet? What happens if they say no, 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 no? You don't get to pick your staff. We've got your staff picked already. You see, this is part of the problem with just blaming and firing coaches for whatever reason you have is. This is a veteran coaching staff. Mm-hmm. This is a coaching staff that has been handpicked and shaped and cultivated by Ron Rivera. Okay, let me ask a question then. To that extent, it's a fast and it's. Uh, I think it's a great question. Wide receiver coach. Does that coach? D- did that coach perform his duties this year? that he deserves to come back for another season. I mean, by the looks of it, without being able to know for sure, Drew Terrell, young coach. Young position coach replacing uh, was, was his yes or no was his y- did his yes, position group in your yes. mind have a successful yes. season yes okay so if my wide receivers performed the way his did this year would I want to fire that coach no right. okay if I'm an offensive coordinator would I want that guy to be on my staff absolutely look at the running backs room did Randy Jordan and Jennifer King's running backs in your mind. Have a positive season. Yes. Would you want, if I'm an yes. offensive coordinator then, wouldn't I want them to be on my staff? Yes. Okay. Offensive line. This is where we get into a little bit of a, mm-hmm. you know, player over coach issue. Over time, the offensive the offensive line coach has a tremendous reputation. The offensive line coach has a history of, better than average performance Mm -hmm. this year the personnel he was given and consistently had to rotate through as a group as a whole as a continuity their performance was inconsistent correct Correct. okay so now blame the coach so i didn't say that i didn't (laughs) say that but this is where the coach and the offensive head coach and the and the new offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. have to get together look at the film and say is this technique that you feel can be taught within what you're going to ask our guys to run and do you see do you see lack of technique here or do you see a guy just getting his mm-hmm. ass beat at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. i mean cuz sometimes it's just a physical mismatch it's just it's just the other guy on the other side no matter what technique like if i'm teaching technique and i go to Jab that guy and get that palm. Boom. They, 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 like any, especially pass blocking. They want that hand. Bang. Get him right in the sternum. Okay. Get that pass rusher off balance. Okay. Sometimes you just get run over because physically you're not as gifted as Kayvon Thibodeau, Micah Parsons. 
any of those guys because that's what you're coaching against. So you have to keep that in mind too. Do you establish that this was just bad personnel or was technique being taught here that you feel could not be successful against what the Giants did up Mm -hmm. front, against what the Cowboys do up front, against what the Eagles do up front? Because you see those people six times, okay? those That's what you have to sit down as a coordinator and a head coach, and when you evaluate the film, the offensive coordinator would have to go to Ron and say, Coach, I really don't feel that this technique can work with what I'm going to ask. I would like to bring in someone else. And, and and that's where Ron and Marty, Martin, sorry, and maybe Marty, have to sit down and say, no, no, no. We're not asking you to revolutionize and to do what you want well, to I mean, do. Look, We're it, asking it's you in, to do it's what almost we want impossible. you to do. It's almost impossible to, quote, revolutionize I know. the game. But, but you know what I'm saying, right? But, if Pat yes. Shermer came in and said, no, 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 I believe in – B technique, you guys are running A technique, we're going to overhaul everything, I don't think Pat Shermer's getting that job. I think I think whoever gets this job, and this is where Charles London, who we talked about late last hour, is at a major disadvantage, in my opinion, is because he's never called plays, mm-hmm. is whoever's getting this job is going to, I believe, be an experienced play caller, one, and two, someone who fits into the puzzle not who comes in and brings his own system, his own style, his own way, and it's the wild, wild west, and we are revamping everything. I think if people are looking for that, they are absolutely barking up the wrong tree. That's not happening. It is going to be a guy then, who fits okay, in, does that not then, a guy who brings in everything new. And granted, look, guys suck in interviews, okay? Um you know, getting in the interview process is critical uh, because sometimes, and I, I think the fact that you can't get an interview with people, sometimes people just blow you away in the interview. Okay. I mean, remember Washington had no, they, had, they weren't going to hire Jim Zorn. Then he got in a room and he kind of blew them away, you know? So not, not that hard to blow away those people. But does that then in your mind give Ken Zampezi advantage or disadvantage in this interview process? I don't know. I mean, because I, I don't. I mean, you would think that Ron and Martin because and they Marty, are interviewing him today. Right, but you would think that they already know a lot about Ken Zampezi, and he does have experience as a play caller. Now, people are putting up tweets and whatever. I saw JP uh, 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 posted something from Dan Helley back in uh, 2017 when Zampezi was fired after two weeks. The Bengals' offense didn't score a touchdown in the first two games of the year. Andy Dalton, no touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 47 passer rating, and they fired Ken Zampezi in 2017. Um, so all I, I, I mean, so that must mean that Ken Zampezi is incompetent as a play caller and as an offensive coordinator because his players stunk for two games. That I mean, that's what that must mean. Uh, I'm just, right? I'm telling you that that's that's why. Head coaches and organizations get paid the big bucks here. So again, I think from a continuity standpoint, it 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 aids being able to uh, converse with Ken Zampezi because then Ron, Ron and them have something to 
bounce off the the Pat Shermer answers. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat Shermer said this while Ken said this. Charles London said this while Ken Zampezi, Pat Shermer said that. How do we feel about that? I think the more people you interview, the better because you get more feedback because the good the good interview the good interviewee puts a lot of time into this. Puts a lot of time into your personnel, okay? To say, all right, here's and maybe even brings clips along. Look, I I here's here's a concept that I saw that y'all did that was successful. I really like. I'd like to I think I'd like to keep this. I agree. Okay. Well, here's a running play that didn't go very well. Here's what I would do to try and make this better for your team. Instead of asking this, you know, putting this combo block doing this against this front that Dallas has or Philadelphia has, I would do this because that's what at this level and at any level of coaching, that's what the good interviewee does. So, uh, I mean, I mean, absolutely. And Ken has home field advantage on this because he knows already what's worked and what hasn't without doing a whole lot of work. And, and, and here, and here's the other thing real quick. Uh, none of these candidates are getting hired. I don't think by any other step by, I, I, well, I shouldn't say none. Hi, unlikely that Ken Zampezi, uh, Charles London, maybe, well, London. I mean, I looked in the break. London did interview in Miami for okay. the OC job. So it's not that not it's not that Charles, it's not that Charles wouldn't. Um, I, just like Chris Harris is interviewed for DC jobs, right? You know, I, I, mean, I guess what I'm saying is you can take your time if you're Ron. You don't have to make a rush hire. No, because, because I don't think anybody's trying. Right, I don't think anybody's trying to beat you to the finish line. Right. I mean, you on, might lose on one Shermer. of these guys. You might lose Studisville or. or Charles London, you well, might lose okay. one of them Look, in the process. But char- Chargers, you. Right. There's six jobs open. So Houston, Chargers, Washington, Houston, Indianapolis. Um, but those teams need coaches. Well, right. And so that's part of the pro- part. You're not running a race against those teams yet because they don't even have coaches. Right, but, but I'm saying those offensive coordinator positions are vacant. Carolina, yeah. I mean, and same thing. You're right. They, so they need head coaches threat, in place. Your only threat then is the Chargers, Chargers yeah. and because they're not firing Staley, but they have an Oceana quarterback mm-hmm. coach position open. Right. So basically, you're running a race against the Chargers yeah. right now. Which, it, li- listen, if the Chargers t- hire Eric Studisville or Charles London, good luck, congratulations, happy for you, best of luck. You know, we'll see you down the road. But I, if I mean, you, like, but, I'm running this offensive coordinator. To your point, I because I'm not going to allow the offensive coordinator to do completely what he wants. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm doing. What's the best fit for me? What's the best fit for the scheme personnel? Who blows us away? Like you said, do, do they do the extra homework? Do they come in prepared with? I've identified ten plays, ten this, ten that, whatever. Here's the other thing, uh, and I brought this up, and um, uh, Ben Conti. Uh, of course, has chimed in, uh, and his uh, his new Twitter subheading uh, is Washington OC interview candidates, <laughs> uh, which always makes us laugh. Uh, he Whoa. says, guys, 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 
Uh, he didn't actually say the other guys, 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 but I just added that in. He said guys with two explanation points. Kevin O'Connell left because Ron wouldn't let him pick his own staff. So I don't foresee them allowing the new OC to pick his own staff. And guess what? I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Ron would not allow Kevin O'Connell to say, hey, I'm going to work with these people. Ron said, no, 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 no. You're going to work for me. I'm going to tell you who you're working with. And and, and that's exactly my point. Which is what Whether I, it's but, but that's why I, Powell, uh, or that's whoever. why I broke it down for you and said that's what they would evaluate. If you brought Pat Shermer in here, a guy that's been experienced, yeah. probably has picked his own staff before. Right. Pat Shermer ain't bringing in six new Drew, coaches. If I'm Ron, would I want Drew Terrell being no. fired based on what he did with the wide receivers? It's absolutely it, it's not. It's not only just that, it's... It's I'm the boss. I'm hiring you. You're not you're not dictating all of this. I'm hiring you but the, to make it work. But the CEO coach like Ron is usually does allow that coordinator to have some of that autonomy. Usually you Ron would, you is would not think. walking de- Look, how many did we ever see Ron you know, on the, I mean, because we never see Ron on the headset. We never saw Ron hey. going over to Jack Del Rio. Hey, man, you need to blitz right hey, now. Hey, Pete, you know what this is? This isn't coach centric, which is what they tried to call it the day Ron was hired and what they've referred to it. Mm-hmm. It's not coach centric. You know what it is? It's Ron centric. It's a dictatorship. Ron centric. It's a Ron. That's what it is. Rivera dictatorship. It's. Ron centric. There it is. That's exactly right. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. We'll get your thoughts on it next, right here on the Team Nine Eighty in the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Look, if you're not listening to this station, you're just a fool. 
because the intelligence that you get from Sheehan in the morning and then from us in the midday and then Doc and Scott coming up next. I mean, you're just getting intelligence. You're just getting football intelligence. Dial it up. Leave it here. Odyssey app or the AM dial, whatever you got to do. Leave it here. If you want to be a smarter football fan, just leave it right here. Or 106.7 HD2 on your HD radio. I've never seen a person in my entire life with an HD radio. But I have that's seen the point. one. Okay, there you go. I have seen one. Uh, I am not that person. I have seen one. I have no idea how it works, but I'm sure you can hit a couple of buttons and people more technologically savvy than me and you uh, probably can figure it out. I can't. I just listen either on 980 AM or on the Odyssey app, as you mentioned. Matt brought up a great point in the commercial, going back to my point about Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. Who's more responsible for what happened in Jacksonville, Doug Peterson or Trevor Lawrence? I mean, I, I, again, that's a fascinating question and one that I'm going to say is going to be different than yours. I would say America would credit Doug Peterson. I'm going to credit right, Trevor here's Lawrence. Here's what I don't understand. You basically pulled down the pants of Jim Hazlitt <laughs> and... I knew you were going here. No, I haven't no, said anything about no, Jim no, Hazlitt no, no, years. No, 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 no. You basically pulled Jim Hazlitt's pants down <laughs> from a coaching perspective because you respect and love him so much. Yet other coaches do a great job and make the playoffs, and you don't want to give that coach the credit. I want to give Brian Dable credit. I want to give Doug Peterson. I mean, I love the play call, which wasn't even apparently his play call. It was, uh, it was uh, uh, Rauscher, Phil Rauscher, who was here, who was the offensive line coach who designed that fourth and one play yeah. after the timeout. I want to give them all credit. I want everybody to share credit. I want the player to get more credit. I want Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones to get more credit than they are getting because it is so easy for knuckleheads out there. I shouldn't say for knuckleheads. For Well, all right. For people, it's so easy for them to go to the lowest common denominator and say it's the coaches. It's because of the coach why they're good. It's because of the right. coach why they're bad. Let, let's get the – we got, we got a lot of calls to get in in 15 minutes here. So let's roll. Hey, how about this? Let's go to line two. We have not one, but two juniors on the line. This one is in D.C. What's up, Junior? Hey, what's going on? What's up, hey, Junior? Um, I swear, I, I cannot believe that the media has not uh, called Ron Rivera out even before he was hired here because he has a piss-poor winning and losing uh, a record. He's lost nine, nine losing seasons compared to three. So I'm like, why the hell was he even hired? And we treat him like, not we, but the media treats him like he's Bill Belichick. He's responsible for Scott. Junior, I mean, what? Junior, hold on. Junior, Junior, wait a minute. Wait uh-huh. a minute. John Kime, mm-hmm. Ben Standig, all those guys that show up every day, Nikki Javala, they all ask him the right questions and the tough questions about being a coach that's been under 500. We talk about that. Doc, Scott, all of us, Gian, we've all talked about that. So none of us are treating Bill, Ron Rivera like Bill Belichick. I mean, 
I, I, maybe, I don't know if they do that on the FM dial down the road. I don't know if they do that on the little signal below us on the AM dial, but that doesn't happen here. I'm just saying. I, 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 well, we can agree to disagree because I, Jay Gruden was rightfully so ran out of town, but Ron Rivera, it's like, you know, people sitting back and, and, and talking about him hiring other people and this and that. He's the one who brought Scott here. He's the one who ran right. o, uh, O'Connell out of town. Right, Junior, but so no, like, but nobody on this show, and to my knowledge, nobody on the station, to Pete's point, is saying that Ron Rivera's done a good job. He hasn't. He's a mediocre coach at best, at best. But we don't get to make that decision. He's a so mediocre coach at best, so we have to do with what... He interviewed and, and when he was first brought in here, because I know none of you all said that. When, when he was first brought here, he was looked at as a solid coach to a good coach. And he was looked at as a people changer and a culture changer. They were desperate. Yeah, they were desperate. No, but, Dan, but Junior, Dan needed someone that people around the league respected to bring some respect to his organization. That's the number one yes. reason he was hired because he is a first-class guy and an organization needed first-class people. You don't hire people based with on wins and losses season? record. We're, we're uh, with they, Junior, we're with you on that. You just said that. You, you don't, you don't just, be, you, just you, you do not hire and fire people strictly based on wins and losses. That's not how it works. If that was God, the case, if that was the case, no, if that was the case, you, you know, you know who did that? The stupid Cleveland Browns with Bill Belichick. The stupid Cleveland Browns with Bill Belichick. They hired and fired a guy who was the greatest coach of all time because he didn't win enough games. They didn't know what they had in his building. You know who did that? Dopey Dan, who fired Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay and, and Mike McDaniel. That's who does that. Dummies. Let's go to line one. Vaughn in District Heights. What's up, Vaughn? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Everything I said, I've been <laughs> nobody's been comparing uh, uh, Rivera to no Belichick. I don't know what station they listening to. They have been even the fans, even the media ain't been doing that. But one of the things I just wanted to say is that uh, the whole thing was what Scott is is and in, in uh, everything y'all been saying has, has been uh, correct. But one thing I say what we what could be missing is that. One thing was Scott says it's, it's, it's not so much the play call. It was so much a, it was it was so much of the plays. What was called at at that particular time? It was play calling. So it wasn't so much of the, the system. That's what was so frustrating right here. I think that's the reason why they get you know uh, he got fired because it was the play calling in certain situations and circumstances of the game because it, it's not rocket science. If you ain't got to be at the game, you can sit on TV and you see the whole game in front of you. You're like, what in the hell was that? Right. No, what you're right, Vaughn. Vaughn, you're no, right. It's not rocket science. It's not. Yeah, he, he has no feel of the game. A coordinator got to have a feel. A feel comes with a gift. You know, because all you can do is look at shiny hand. He got backup quarterbacks and he's still winning. If you look at the personnel with San Francisco and, 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 and the commanders, the personnel is not that much different. Some things comes with coaching, and some some things coaches win, and some games personnel win. 
Both of y'all are correct, but I think it's a case-by-case scenario. Yep. And if you look at the scenarios to this whole situation, it's also it's called, it's having a feel of the game, having understanding of the game in certain situations. That's a gift. That's a feel. What are you looking at? So I think Scott Turner was just stubborn. Y'all absolutely right. That's exactly what it was. Ego and stubbornness. And, and, and Rivera, he's stubborn as well. He can't be a dictator because you go back to Bill Walsh, Parcells, and, 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 and Joe Gibbs, their staff didn't they did they argued in the locker room doing half half time. <laughs> you can't have people to agree with you on the dog on time when you in doing games. And they are legends and they won. That's all right, Vaughn. Appreciate the call. 312-300-980. Perfect case in point. Bill Self is a Hall of Fame coach. He overcoached Kansas last night. He had the best player on the floor. Jalen Wilson hits a thirty foot three pointer. Literally a second before that, Bill Self calls a timeout. I mean, sometimes you can overcoach. Kansas did that, lost 83-82 last night. Line six, juniors in Fort Meade. What's up, junior? Oh, wait a second. Hang on. Uh, hit the wrong button. Sorry about That's that. That's right. There you are. Hello, junior. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, listen, uh, Chris, you remind me of when my boys were teenagers. Not so much my daughters, but my boys. They would go two or three straight days without saying something really stupid. And I'm like, oh, they're finally starting to get it. And then they say something like, oh, I don't know, your Daniel Jones take. And I'm like, nah, they don't get it. They're just getting dumber. So it just makes no sense to so, me oh, what oh, you say so, about so, so it's dumb for me to credit Daniel Jones more than Brian Dable, the player that actually plays yeah. the game. It's I got gotcha. you. It's I not gotcha. dumb. It's really just stupid. Yeah, right. Stupid. I got gotcha. you. As far as the OC job goes, you don't understand, Chris, that two things can be the right at the same exact time. Two things can be true. Scott Turner, we all knew he could scheme people open, but he that made him a good coordinator. But what made him a bad coordinator was he had no idea what to do while the game was going on. When someone was averaging seven yards a carry, he would start throwing the ball all around the field, or he wouldn't have his best players in the game at the right time. That's what made him a bad offensive coordinator, and that's what got him fired. Um, as far as Pat Shermer goes, he's a guy that's had success in a lot of different kinds of, I don't know, uh, uh, schemes. As you said, Chris, the West Coast RPO, that's a guy who adjusts to his talent. That's a guy I would not mind having here uh, if he can adjust to the talent, and that's the kind of guy I think that Ron would go for. So I'd be excited about Pat Shermer. So that'd be my take on that. Thanks, guys. Junior, appreciate you. Thank you, Junior. Let's go to line seven. Andre's in Manassas. What's up, Andre? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Andre. Good to hear you guys. What's going on, pal? I'm doing well. So, you know, I I, I do have to take um, Pete Metters' state um, on the the coaching. Um, I'm listening to you, and I'm I'm hearing you. It's almost like baseball, a manager versus a coach. And in football, I I have to give props to the coach because they're the ones with the X's and O's. They're the ones actually – physically doing the coaching, whereas a manager in baseball, you know, I'm not going to say what, the, what does the manager do, but it, it's a different sport. So I think for football, you got to give more props. And in, in this instance, when you talk about Daniel Jones and the Giants to the coach, having said all that, what I want from the OC, you know, I, I really wish Rivera had to come to Jesus moment and say, listen, as a head coach, I am, you know, what, 4-11 and 11 in terms of winning seasons. I have a losing record as a head coach. Um, you know, I need to do things better. And by doing things better is I can't stick with, 
what I think is the right thing to do because obviously it's not as successful for me as you know my record. It's not as successful as it should be. And I would like to see a young offense coordinator come in, someone who's you know you know a, a good ten, fifteen years younger than 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 um, Rivera because the game's changed. And I think a combination of a young guy, you know, Rivera's wisdom, then you could probably come together with a good schematic to play the game better. But at the end of the day, you know, we've been doing it, at least in this past three, four years, we've been doing it Rivera's way, scoring only 20 points. At a certain point in time, you got to say, Rivera, you got to kick rocks because obviously the offensive part of the game is not your forte. If it was, you know, this team would be averaging more than, you know, what, 17 points a game. So I, while you are the head coach, I think you probably have to take a step back. And whichever OC you bring in, let him do what he does. Let him go down playing ball the way he knows how to play ball as opposed to, you know, trying to do something halfway and then tarnish his, his reputation and so forth. Square peg, and, round like, hole. Square peg, round yeah, hole, Andre. That's what it comes down to. I do feel bad for um, how in that, you know, if Turner, if um, Rivera is gone after next year, then, you know, three offensive quarters and, you know, three yeah. years type stuff. I mean, I don't know, you know, that's still a far way down the line, but you know, I, I I can't help but look at it. I can't help but think about it, and can't help but think. You know, man, if his career is going to be off to the the, the wrong start, I'm not going to say it's a bad start, but perhaps you know the wrong start if he has to switch too many offense coordinators in too many years. Thanks, Trey. Good to hear from you, pal. Appreciate you. All right, three more calls to get into here before we get to the trending and the dumb dumb of the day. Line eight, Dean in Gaithersburg. What's up, Dean? What's happening, fellas? Uh, Pete, you're killing it today, brother. You on point with you know. Uh, the Wizards, and um, the Washington Commanders here. Uh, Ron, again, I don't even know why we keep talking about Scott Turner. Scott Turner's gone. What we need to deal with is the architectural of the OC, meaning draw the play up. That's what dialing up means, okay? If we get, a, we get someone who can dial up plays, meaning architect them like, uh, like uh, Jay, Jay was a Jay was a a quarterback from the Arena League. That's quick, just like Kurt Warner. Quick, 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 quick. You design plays like that in the NFL now. That's going to help. The problem with Scott Scott didn't go downfield enough. I don't know if he trusted the wide receivers or whatever that was. He just didn't trust it. Okay, but we need to get away from Scott. Scott's terrible. Dan Peasy, just like Scott. They, they got pedigree. They got somebody in the family that was involved with the NFL. Ron keeps doing that. Okay, Ron needs to just say, okay, Mayhew, I'm going to go up in, in the room with you. I'm going to stay up in the JM, GM office, okay, because the team, the players don't respond to him no more because all he does is cause controversy. He drafted Mavericks while, while we got pain. He drafted Robinson while we got uh, 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 Antonio rushing for 1,000. Now we don't know what to do with Antonio. He got Dotson doing what he's doing, and we got Terry needing the contract. That's controversy, man, while we on the field playing, cuz. That's controversy. Look, give Jack Del Rio the reign, okay, because Jack did a great job when you, was, when you was going through your troubles. When you came back in the middle, you did subpar, and then, then you did subpar again. But all your mistakes are killing us, killing us on the field, on the field. Talent, again, is the hardest thing to coach. But when you can coach it, you get Michael Jordan. You get, you get Kobe Bryant. You get uh, uh, Bill Russell, okay? These are three outstanding talents. Also, Kobe's Mamba gut, okay? And then I know what I'm doing. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. You're right. 980 is probably one of the greatest 
uh, sports talk radio that people don't know about in the country. All right, and we got Thanks, PTI Dave. and and, and your, boy, your boy Scott on on, on ESPN. Uh, on, on, on national television, y'all keep doing. It. Don't forget about Hoffman either. Y'all, 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 five in the morning to the five o'clock <laughs> or six o'clock. Appreciate you, Dean. Good job, bro. Thank, Thank you, buddy. You. Let's go to line four. Sabah, what's up? Hey guys, well, I like the conversation. I agree with you. Nine eighty, number one station in the country, buddy. So, uh, anyhow, um, I'm with the, you know, Chris. I love it, but I disagree with you. This is coaching number one in the NFL. If Tom Brady was with the Redskins, with these coaches, the kind of goat he would have been would be scapegoat, okay? He would have been trash. If Brock Purdy was on this team, we would never have seen him, and if we did, he would have looked horrible. If Taylor or Sam would be over there with the Shanahan's, they would be doing the same thing as Purdy's doing. Like I told Doc, quarterbacking in the NFL is like real estate, location, location, location. Who you're with and who your coaches are and what Dayball has done for uh, Daniel Jones is giving him confidence. And as an athlete, see, guys, all these athletes are top, top-notch. Even Carson, he's a top-notch quarterback, even though he sucked when he played with us. But he's actually one of the, the rarest breeds on earth that can play this game. And coaching matters. If the guy doesn't have confidence, you can forget it. And what Dayball did – to Daniel Jones, it gave him confidence. What our guys keep doing is they keep telling our quarterbacks, I don't want you to do what you do best, run the ball. I want you to do what you don't do best, five-step drops in a behind a line that can't block. This is the problem. Coaching is number one. And um, just like Allen in Buffalo, he wasn't even that good until that coach got there. Now, look, Dayball's gone. What is Allen doing now? Starting to fumble, starting to do some of his bad habits. Let's see where that shakes out. So I'm with you, Pete, coaching number one. And on the um, OC, I think I'll go with Frank Wright because hopefully Ron will be gone third game into the season and Wright can take over because I'm done with Ron. Ron is the problem. <laughs> Appreciate you, Savant. Thanks, Thank guys. you. 301-230-0980. As always, Governor Pauly with the last word. What's up, Pauly? <laughs> I like that, Cousin Pete. L to the W, man. L to the W. Rufio, what's good, man? You, you're all day wrong as usual. Ah, man. yes, hey, sure. Hey, hey, so, I, I, I just oh, answered man, you back Sabah. on Twitter. By the way, Sabah. as Matt said to us in our, our ear just now, Paulie, Sabah actually complimented Carson Wentz. How about that? That's breaking news on the show. Hey, why, 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 shouldn't, why shouldn't she? He out the door. You know, any, speaking out the door, man, listen, man. That whole formula two-to-one thing, all that told me in the press conference was, one, they was going to fire Scott Turner, and two, is they was going with Sam Howe. Because you want an offense that's going to build up your quarterback and protect them at the same time. And like Sabah said, that's what they did out there in New York with Brian Dable and his offensive staff for, for Dan Jones. And, and I'm, and I'm going to go to these two games because he was wrong about Scott Turner changed the off. No, no, they was forced to run the ball because the quarterback was getting beat down. And it started with that Chicago game. You know, and he got beat down on that game, too. They was forced. We, we got to 7-5 and five and got to them Giants games. What happened? He stopped running Robinson. We was averaging over seven yards a carry. You know what I mean? He got pass happy the rest of the season. He, he, he was bad at short, short yardage in the goal line. Now, you look at the Giants, what the Giants did, right? 
They rolled. They kept uh, uh, Dan Jones on the move. Rolled him out. Bootlegs. RPOs. You know, this the whole first game, right? When they put him back in that pro- pocket and we was getting pressure on him, when we got some good hits on him, you know what I mean? What they come back in the second game with? Quick passing. Quick passing. Quick passing. They made game adjustments. They knew what they wanted to attack. That's something we didn't do. That's something Scott Turner didn't do. And then they did another key thing in that second game. They made an in-game adjustment. When we were stopping Saquon Barkley, held him in check until when? That final drive. And what they do? Good coaching. They went to game planning. Hmm. Who's the one team that gashed Washington this year? The Atlanta Falcons. And what did they do? They doubled the ends. and le- They doubled the tackles and left the end free. And that's what they did on that whole play down the field. That's coaching. That's having a game plan. That's knowing where you want to attack at. And Scott Turner didn't know how to do that. He was just calling plays. And saying for OC, take it back to Atlanta, I wouldn't mind that Charles London guy. Because if you think about it, he he plays to Sam Howard's strength. Now, yeah, he never called the plays, but he was in that system. And it's a, and, and it's the new offense system. You know what I mean? only thing that stopped Atlanta was Mariota couldn't throw the ball. He was a horrible passer. All right, we see how got some chops in throwing the ball. We don't know after one game, but it looks like he could throw that sling that ball around. But he's good in the RPO. He has mobility. I mean, he rushed for over 800 yards in Carolina. You know what I mean? So that's the gist of it all. It's a new wave guy. Hey, he went probably went mind taking the shot. You never know. This could springboard him. We come out there and we have a good year next year. It could springboard him into a head coaching job. It could springboard. And you know what it could do, though? It could springboard Ron to future years here in Washington. It very well could. Because if they win, it's you're likely staying. If they lose, we know they're out of here. Plain and simple. So uh, if you're Ron, you know you got to win. You got one shot to impress uh, a new ownership group that's coming in new potential general manager somewhere down the road. If they choose to go that route, this group has one year to impress whoever's going to be signing the paychecks. So you got to go get somebody that you think can win games, not somebody that can get you to eight or nine wins. Maybe we creep into the playoffs. You got to fight fire with fire because you are in the toughest division in the national football league. Dumb, dumb of the day is next. All right, a little bit of news. The perceived front runner for the commander's purchase, Josh Harris. David Blitzer, Josh Harris, of course, the owner of the New Jersey Devils, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, his group is investing in Cal Ripken baseball and the Cooperstown All-Star Village. Now, what that means for the commanders? Don't know. But he's investing in Cal Ripken baseball and a further footprint uh, throughout the area Uh, That just announced by the sides in the last couple of minutes. Meanwhile, from the Australian Open, Rafael Nadal, the defending Australian Open champion, out in the second round, suffering a hip injury, losing 6-4, 6-4, 7-5 to American uh, Mackenzie McDonald. Talked about Charles London. He is expected to interview for the OC job later on this week for the Commanders. He's going to be a Senior Bowl offensive coordinator. He's the current Atlanta Falcons quarterbacks coach. Meanwhile, the current Washington quarterbacks coach, Ken Zampezi, reportedly interviewing today. Wizards hoops tonight at MSG against the Knicks, 715 right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending.
Burgundy and Gold today is up next. You know what time it is. It's time for Dum Dum of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. All righty, yes, indeed. Dateline Canada. A woman from Canada <clears throat> got so blasted back in 2019, August of 2019. Long time ago, right? The current 26-year-old woman was driving home from a Marilyn Manson Manson Marilyn Manson concert at the Budweiser Gardens Arena in London, Ontario, according to the CBC. So what happened? Well, after heavily drinking at the show and getting behind the wheel, she crashed her Ford Fusion. Whoops. Registered to her daddy, Daddy Warbucks, into a brick home along the way. But that's not the worst part. No, no. She ruptured a gas line and a massive explosion was triggered, which destroyed four houses and injured seven people. So you might think, you might think, boy, she's going to jail forever, right? No, instead, Pete, she's suing the concert venue. She's suing the concert venue for providing her alcoholic beverages, saying that the owners are to blame for her mischievous behavior, which caused $10 million in damage. Whoa. What? So for that reason, and because I don't have the rest of the details, or time to get into the rest of the details, there's I'll post it on Twitter. For that reason, sweetheart, you, you, you're special. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. I don't know anybody that would go to a Marilyn Manson concert. I personally would not, even though he's from Canton, Ohio, and he went to my kid's high school uh, along with C.J. McCollum. Uh, but that's about it. But I certainly wouldn't sue a concert venue for making me drunk, even though it was appropriately named Budweiser Gardens. Well, I mean, this is another one of those cases, though, where a lawyer uh, takes this case and makes this woman believe that she can sue and that she can win Yep, because she's not winning in this case. She pled guilty to four counts of impaired driving and was given a three-year prison sentence in 2021. Uh, But I think she's out now because of good behavior or whatever. The deal was. I mean, the damage that she caused is just incredible. Yeah. $10 million? Yeah. Wasn't like she ran over a telephone pole. 301-230-0980. That's how you talk to Doc Walker and Scott Jackson. Burgundy and Gold today is next. For Maddie, for Chris, I'm Pete. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.